there are certain things in your organization that you just can't stop doing, all right? Uh, it might be cultural things, it might be core values, it might be unique product lines or skills that you have or your teams have, but do some analysis early on when you first take the yoke of this organization and there's some things you gotta rebuild. You know what you gotta do before you rebuild? You gotta keep that sucker in the air. Hey, what's up, Real Leader family? Thanks so much for watching. Again, it's so good to have each and every one of you as a part of this Real Leader community. Uh, as always, hey, if you're new to this community, one of the best ways you can dive into this at full throttle is to go to realleader.co, just realleader.co, and there you can sign up to be a subscriber. Uh, there's actually a way that you can pay a little bit more per month and get even more content. So I encourage you to do that. Uh, in the meantime, if, if all you're doing is the podcast, that's great. But like it, uh, subscribe to the YouTube page, uh, give us some love on social media. We're just honored that you're here. Today, I want to give a, a really quick uh, uh, episode to you today of just a couple of quick thoughts. Uh, there's, this, there's this phrase that was used in Silicon Valley, in Silicon Valley uh, where they say, they would use this phrase, they would say, build it in the air. And what they were saying is, let's just get this thing off the ground as quick as we can, and then we'll build it the rest of the way while it's flying. And if you're a re-leader, this is something that you're neck deep in, right? So if you're an entrepreneur, then you've started something, and you started to build something. Before it was ever in the air, you built it from the ground up. And while it was on the ground, you put that plane together, and you put gas in the tank, and then you took it out on the, on the, the runway and took off and got it to flight and then made tweaks and it grew as it, as it, as it flew. If you're a re-leader, things are drastically different. Um, you are not building it in the air or, or building it on the ground. You are rebuilding it in the air. And this is something that's incredibly difficult. And so this is what makes our re-leader community really unique. And this is what makes you do really unique is because you didn't get the luxury of building something on the ground and then seeing if it would take off. You got this thing while it was already flying in the air. Um, many of you know, I've talked about it before, but when I became the lead pastor of Victory Church in 2014, this thing was flying high. It was at a high altitude. It was on track to the destination. And uh, the lead pastor at the time, amazing man of God, still is, but just made a, a drastic mistake. And um, this thing, one of the engines was out and the other one was on fire. When I took the captain's seat, I looked around me and people were looking for parachutes. And if you've ever been a re-leader or if you are a re-leader, no matter if you've been for a long time or you're new to the table, uh, there are times where you're in the captain's seat of an airplane that you feel like both engines are on fire and people are looking for parachutes and some people are jumping off the plane. <laughs> And this can be really challenging. Um, and so I want to talk about that five ways today, just really quick, five ways to rebuild it in the air. First off, just an encouragement to you that what you're doing is really important. And I know um, re-leading can be really challenging. Uh, it can be discouraging at times um, to see something that's falling apart or something that you're a part of that you may not even like. You may have taken over an organization that with the values, the culture, the staff, the, the vision of the house, you may actually fly a plane for a little while that you don't even like. And you see a, 
uh, a wing that needs to be replaced. You see a tail wind or a tail a tail wing that's out of place. You see something on the interior that's not right, and you get the luxury of rebuilding this thing. I just want to encourage you today. Um, you're not the only one. When you read leadership books about building, launching, growing, and all you can think about is, man, I can't even think about growing. I'm just trying to keep this thing in the air. Uh, you're not alone. Uh, be a part of this community. You're you're surrounded by a group of people who are in the same um, airplane, for lack of a better analogy, as you are. So five things. Let me just give you five quick things to encourage you while you rebuild in the air. First, number one, um, know to slow down and get out of the clouds. So let's say, let's pretend like this analogy is even possible, you know, about rebuilding a plane in the air. Um, let's pretend that's even possible. Let's pretend you're flying high at 40,000 feet and all of a sudden um, alarms going off all over the dashboard, uh, left engines on fire, right engines going out, and you know that you've got some work to do. Let's just pretend like you can change a, an engine in flight. First thing you're going to have to do is get out of the clouds. You're going to have to slow down. There's no way you can you can work on this airplane while it's at top speed. So I want to encourage you as a re-leader, when you step in and you're the captain, you're the new captain of this of this uh, vessel, um, it's okay to slow down. Uh, a lot of times when we're re-leaders, our temptation is to jump in, grab the throttle, push the gas, let's get this thing going, let's get this thing back on, on, on track, let's get back to 40,000 feet, let's get back to where we need to be. Um, really, most of the time when you first take the reins of this thing, you, you, you really need to slow down. Um, vision, new vision, probably isn't the best thing. When you've got an engine on fire and another one that's failing, last thing you want to do is get over the speaker system as the captain and say, hey, everything's great. We're going to 40,000 feet. It's going to be amazing. It's okay to call a spade a spade and to acknowledge that you're going through difficult times and to acknowledge that this is this is going to be hard. And the difficulty of this as a leader is that you're a doer. If you're a, any, if you're a leader worth anything, right, you know what to do. You're a doer. You want to get stuff done. You, you're a let's get it done kind of guy. Um, but there's some things you really need to do first. There's some challenges that you need to face first. So new vision probably isn't the best idea. Um, patience will be your greatest strength at this time. And maybe that's not your greatest strength. You're going to need to learn to flex the muscle of patience because during this season, um, you cannot rebuild in the air going full speed. You're going to need to slow down. You're going to need to surround yourself with some great people. Sometimes you don't need a new idea, okay? Most likely, if you're early on in your re-leader journey, a new idea, a new product line, a new concept, a new ministry event, a new conference is probably not what your organization needs. Uh, you need to rebuild what, what you already got. You need to put out some flames. Um, you need to focus on what's in front of you. Okay, so that's the first thing. Second thing uh, you need to know is that um, small changes lead to big shifts, okay? Um, if, you're, if you're, let's just, again, let's pretend like this analogy is even possible to rebuild an airplane in the air. Um, you could never replace a wing, right? You can't replace a wing in the air. Because if you do, you got to take the wing off to put a new one on, and you're going to lose flight, and you're going to crash. So more than likely, you're going to have to replace that wing one tiny piece at a time. The same is true in your organization. Um, just because you know what to do, we've talked about this in earlier episodes, just because you know what to do 
doesn't mean that you need to do it all right away. It's okay to make small changes and just to know, and you need this encouragement as a reader, you need to, you need to be encouraged to know that small changes actually lead to big, uh, big shifts. So it's okay to focus on the small things. You may go home many days thinking like you haven't accomplished anything. You haven't moved the needle one bit, but you had one conversation, right? You met with that one staff member that you're having challenges with. Uh, you, you, you had a conversation about your culture. You had a conversation about your core values. Whatever it is, just know that small changes are okay. In fact, when you're, cha- when you're, when you're rebuilding it in the air, small changes is the only way to do it. All right. Uh, number three, know what creates lift in your organization. So if you're losing altitude, if you're, if you're in an airplane and you're losing altitude, we all know that the only way an airplane stays in flight is with lift. You need lift under the wings to stay in the air. And there's something your organization is really good at. It's what's kept it in the air before you. It's what got it to 40,000 feet before you. Um, there are certain things in your organization that you just can't stop doing, all right? Uh, it might be cultural things. It might be core values. It might be unique product lines or skills that you have or your teams have. But do some analysis early on. When you first take the yoke of this organization and there's some things you got to rebuild, you know what you got to do before you rebuild? You got to keep that sucker in the air. Stay in the air and know what creates lift inside your organization. Most of the time, what's creating lift is your culture. It's your, it's your staff. It's your people. Um, you, yes, customer service might be the end game, but your people are the first, right? If you don't have good people, if you don't have good culture, your customer service line will never succeed. So know what creates lift in your organization. Right along with that, number four, if you got to know what creates lift, but you also have to know what creates thrust, all right? You cannot have lift without thrust. You need to have thrust. Some, there's got to be something coming through that's compressing and pushing out the back that's giving you thrust, and in doing so, it's giving you lift. So again, early on in your leader journey, the key is to keep this sucker in the air. Yes, you might be losing altitude, but we're going to focus on keeping thrust. What, what does this look like? Um, I'll give you an example. When I first became the lead pastor of Victory Church, we had a culture of worship. We were a very worshipful church. We were writing and producing some of our own music. And so I knew that this was something that created thrust in our organization. We needed to produce great worship. If we wanted people to keep coming, we wanted to keep the doors open. We needed to keep making payroll, right? There's a business side to church, whatever it is in your organization. Part of the thing that gave our organization thrust was our worship culture. And so we focused on that. We knew that we may have to stop doing some things. There may be some things in our organization that we can't afford to do anymore, that we don't have the, the bandwidth or, or the finances to do. But worship was something that created thrust. Um, we had a culture of, of preaching, obviously, in my organization. People come to church to, to hear worship, and they come to church to hear a sermon. So I needed to work really hard to make sure that my sermons, I was a young green pastor, I didn't really have a lot of experience in preaching yet, but I knew that this was something that created thrust in our organization. There are certain things that people are going to come to church for. Those two are one of them. Kids ministry, thrust, okay? Um, at the time, we had a dance studio. It was called Victory Dance. I didn't start it. I inherited it. We had a culture 
in the past of doing a lot of plays, a lot of a lot of theatrical productions. So out of that, years before I came, we started a dance. It's called Victory Dance. That was not something that created thrust for our organization. So I wasn't going to focus on that. In fact, we later ended up closing the doors of the dance studio. Why? Because that wasn't my vision. It wasn't a part of the future of the church. It wasn't something that created thrust for organization. But worship, preaching, kids ministry, youth ministry, those are things that create thrust. For your organization, what creates thrust? Okay, you're a new re-leader. You take on an organization that's in the that's in the production, the manufacturing business. What products are your main sellers, right? What are the main things that people are coming to your organization for? That is a product that creates thrust. You want to rebuild it in the air? That's great. We're going to do small changes that make big shifts. We're going to keep lift. We're going to get down to a lower altitude, but we are going to make sure that we keep the things that have brought thrust into our organization going because we want to keep this thing in the air. And last but not least, and we'll be done, Last but not least, you cannot do this by yourself, all right? Maybe you're leading a small organization. It's you and one other person. Maybe it's a large organization. I don't know. Um, You can't do this by yourself. So to use the same analogy, imagine you're the captain. Somebody has thrust you down into the captain's chair. You've grabbed the yoke, and then all of a sudden you realize that there are components to your airplane that must be changed. They must be swapped out. They must be rebuilt. You can't do this by yourself because if you're at the captain's chair, somebody has to be back there changing out the elements of the wing. Somebody has to be down working on the components of the engine or the hydraulic system, whatever it is. So you're going to have to build great teams and you're going to have to delegate. Some of us aren't great at delegating. We want to we want to drive. We want to have the yoke and we want to be the back person back in the back. We want to be the person in the engine room. You just can't do it all. And so one of the things you're going to have to do if you want to rebuild it in the air is you're going to have to find really, really sharp people and you're going to have to empower them and equip them to lead well. I hope this has been an encouragement to you. I hope it's blessed you. Uh, Just a quick thought today from our ReLeader community. You can do this. You're rebuilding this in the air. God has appointed you to do it. He's chosen you to do it. No one else. Don't quit. All right. You will create lift. You will get back into the altitude that God has called you to lead at. Until then, love you guys so much. Uh, pray this has blessed you. Uh, send us a note. Get on releader.co. Engage in that community. You can comment on there. You can ask questions on there. You can send me content. Hey, even in, on social media, reach out to me. Send, me. send me private messages. Comment on the posts on Instagram. Uh, let me know what you want to hear about. I would love your feedback. I would love to know what you're struggling with as a re-leader, some of your greatest challenges, and let's talk about it. Love you guys so much. Until next time, go fix broke stuff. <laughs>